Are you a passionate business owner or entrepreneur ready to take your message to the world? Do you dream of launching your own podcast but don't know where to start? Introducing my eight-week Start Your Podcast program designed to guide you every step of the way in creating and launching your podcast. In this program, you'll learn the essential skills needed to craft engaging content, record high-quality episodes, and market your podcast effectively to reach your target audience. I will work closely with you providing personalized guidance and feedback to ensure your podcast stands out in a crowded digital space. But hurry, spots are limited and applications for our upcoming cohorts are closing soon. Don't miss this opportunity to turn your podcast dreams into a reality and launch your podcast this summer visit our website donnaede.com forward slash apply and apply now to secure your spot in our next cohort together let's make your podcasting vision a success you're listening to the wedding procast uk the place to be if you are looking to grow and streamline your wedding business my name's donna i'm your host and if you are new here welcome i hope you have hit that subscribe button where you listen so you don't miss an upcoming episode and if you haven't yet please leave a review on apple Podcasts so that we can reach more people just like you let's jump into today's show back to the podcast everybody. I am so excited to have you here today and a little bit nervous actually. Today is our second birthday episode. So the podcast is two years old on Sunday. We started this back in 2020. We have a hundred and two episodes now and I am super super excited for what is to come in the future. If you are interested in guesting on the podcast, if you've got a topic that you'd like to cover or if you know somebody who I should interview, then I will leave a form in the description below and in the show notes so that you can apply or suggest somebody to come on the show. I love having interviews is one of the things that I have definitely enjoyed the most about the last two years, getting to speak to not only people in the industry, but to business experts and people from around the world. So I'm super excited for the next two years maybe, um, and see what is coming down the line. So today I thought I would share something with you little bit different, which is why I am probably a little bit nervous. Um, I am going to share with you 10 facts about me. So I don't talk a lot about myself on the podcast because this is about the wedding industry and about um, growing and streamlining your business. But I thought I will use this episode to give you a little bit of um, information about who I am um, and what I'm all about. So I have 10 facts about me to share. Um, One of those facts is sitting right here next to me in the uh, studio today. She is uh, my cat Twinkle. Um, She often appears actually in my videos, but she is one of two cats that I have and I am a big, big animal lover. I absolutely love cats, love big cats um, and I just love all animals. In fact, I often say to people I love animals more than I love people, um, which 
is true depending on the people and the situation. <laughs> but yeah, that is one, that's a little bonus fact for you actually, because it's not on my list. Um, but I am a parent, parent to two kitty cats um, that I absolutely uh, adore. So number one, I am actually a bit of a singer. Now I love to sing. Um, I'm not saying that I I've got a recording contract by no stretch of the imagination, um, but I have been in choirs since I was at school. I absolutely love singing and I've actually sung in the Royal Albert Hall twice. Once when I was in junior school with our junior school choir and once as an adult with my adult choir, um, we went and sang Carmina Burana, um, which was absolutely amazing because in that instance, it was part of the, I think it's called the Big Voice Choir or something. And it was choirs from up and down the country had been practicing this song and we all came together and half of the Albert Hall was filled with singers and the other half was filled with audience. And just that volume of music coming at you was amazing. It was so, so good. So, so number one, I'm a singer. Number two, I'm a writer. So I actually published a book, self-published a book called The Seven Biggest Mistakes You Can Make When Hiring Your Wedding Photographer. This came about after I sort of seen what I'd seen working in the industry and seen some people be highly let down by their photographers. Um, so it made me write a little book. It's nothing grand, but it is available on Amazon. Um, so that is a little little extra bit. I am actually about to pen another book that's going to be much more substantial. Um, not in the same vein, but um, I might tell you about that another time. So number three, I am a dancer. I absolutely love dance. Now, when I was younger, I was never allowed to do ballet or gymnastics or dance or anything like that. I wasn't given the opportunity. I did do brownies. I did do guides, um, but I was never allowed to do any of those kind of um, extracurricular activities. But I did do dance at school. And when our dance teacher left, she actually started a Saturday school doing dance for really, really cheap down at the local youth theatre. And I joined her there always been fascinated by dance. Dirty Dancing is one of my favourite films of all time, if not my favourite film of all time. And I absolutely love dancing. So about, I want to say six, seven years ago now, I found a salsa class here in my hometown and I went along and I've never looked back. I absolutely love salsa. I dance bachata as well. Um, if you don't know what it is, I will leave a link in the show notes so you can go and look at what bachata is. I absolutely love dance. It was one of the things that I missed most about lockdown was not being able to go out and dance socially with other people. So number four, I used to bake a lot of novelty cakes. So when my daughter was born, I decided that I was going to bake all her birthday cakes and that is what I started doing. I baked all of her cakes up until I think I missed her fifth birthday. We'd recently moved house at that point. Um, but basically from five to, I want to say 16, pretty much every birthday cake was made, whether it was a dragon, whether it was uh, 
princess castle, uh, a lion face, a clown. Um, I did for her first birthday, I did a tweenies fizz um, on a plain circle cake. That was like my beginnings. Um, Lots, lots of different cakes. And I made some for friends and I was even requested to do a wedding cake once. So I did a four tier wedding cake. Now I am not by no means a professional baker. Um, this was a friend of a friend who just wanted a cake, um, nothing fancy, just fondant icing, um, with some ribbon around it. So it was not too difficult for me. Um, so, but it was the most scariest drive of my life, driving that cake over to its, its end place. It never, i bow down to cake makers who do that on the regular because it scared the crap out of me, I don't mind saying. So number five, I am a serial learner. I cannot help it. I love a course. I love to learn something new. And just to give you an idea of some of the things that I've done over the years, um, I did a a beauty therapy certificate. I was qualified to be a beauty therapist. Um, I also did a nail extension course. I did a mani-pedi certificate. I did a makeup certificate. I did my photography diploma and I've done some other things. I started a bookkeeping course. Unfortunately, I was still quite young at the time and I didn't finish it. I wish I had. And also a writing course, which I never finished. Um, But that leads me on to number six. I have a degree, but I earned it as a mature student. So I didn't go the traditional route of school, sixth form, university. Um, Life didn't take me in that direction. Um, And a couple of years after I left school, I had my daughter and that kind of maps out where your life is going for the next little while. But when she started school, I went back and did my access certificate so that I could go to university. And uh, again, I went to university, started studying what I thought I wanted to do, and it didn't quite work out. So in 2009, I started my history degree, which was something I absolutely, I love history. I'm such a huge, huge fan of history, Uh, specifically um, architecture and the country home was my favourite module that we did. Um, And now I absolutely love going to country homes and visiting the palaces and things like that. So we recently just came back a couple of weeks no, actually this weekend, I'm trying to think of when this episode's going out, but it was, it was this weekend we went to Blenheim Palace, which is one of my favourite, favourite places to go. Um, So 2009, I started my history degree. I did history with creative writing and to get my creative writing in there because I'm a little bit of a poet. Um, I like to write poems. So I wanted to hone that skill and learn how to write them better. And so I started doing poetry as an extra module in my first year of my history degree. And then when it came to deciding, I decided to major minor my degree so I could do um, the fiction module as well. So I graduated in 2012 with a 2-1 from the University of Northampton. Um, My daughter was 12 at the time and got to come to the Uh, graduation, um, which was probably one of the proudest days of my life to be able to have her 
be there for that. So after that, on on the parenting front, I was a lone parent from when my daughter was 18 months old. Me and her dad split up and she's 21 next month. So that was a pretty big deal for me, not on my plan at all. Um, When I look back at how I planned my life when I was younger, I literally had it down to a T. I knew exactly when everything was going to happen. And do you know what? I don't think anything on that list happened when it was supposed to. So yeah, um, me and her dad were really young when we got together. Um, We kind of rushed into things a little bit. And then I got pregnant and it was like, going to try and make this work. Um, Didn't want my daughter to come from a broken family. Um, My parents split up when I was 12 and it was um, not a great relationship for them beforehand. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't ever good from my memory with my parents. And I sat there and I thought about it and I was like, I don't want my daughter. I would rather she came from a broken home with happy parents than from a a home that stayed together that was toxic. And I could see that that would be how our relationship would have gone. Um, Just because we were very different people, um, not because he was a bad person, just we had different outlooks on things. So it wasn't going to work. So... I was much happier. He's married with two children now. Um, So, you know, I feel that it was the best decision that I could make at the time, but it did mean that I was a lone parent from when my daughter was about 18 months old and I didn't meet my current partner until about six years ago at dance. Um, So I, I had a couple of boyfriends in between, but nothing that was sort of father figure and taking on that role for her and for me. I was always the one parenting. So that was that. Um, Number eight, I'm a little bit addicted to chocolate. Um, Yeah, I get into phases where I need to have chocolate like every day. And it's not that I need to, I just do it. It I do it a couple of times and then it becomes a habit and then I want it and then I miss it if I don't have it and I feel like I'm being really good if I don't have it and um, it becomes a bit of a problem for me I have to say so a little bit of a chocolate addiction there but I have been sugar-free and gluten-free for two weeks now so I have a health coach, which I am pretty sure I have mentioned on this podcast once or twice before. Shout out to Angela. And she suggested to help me on my journey of where I want to get to that doing a 30 day um, gluten free challenge would be something that could help me. Um, So I decided to go gluten-free, but I also know that I am a little bit addicted to um, this stuff here, for those of you listening. It's my tea. And I have a sugar in my tea, but it is a total sweet, which is xylitol, which is a sugar made from birch trees, which is about a third of the calories of regular sugar. So I only have like a level teaspoon, but... I was having a lot of tea, like I drink 12 cups of tea a day without blinking. Um, So 
I had been cutting back last year. I was having fruit tea for half the day. I was having a cup of regular tea, maybe one or two regular teas, and then going on to decaf at three o'clock to try and reduce my caffeine intake. Um, But then as winter crept in, crept in? (laughs) As winter crept in, I found that I was craving the the warmth and coziness of the milk tea rather than just the hot water. So the milk started creeping back in and I started having more normal tea in the mornings and the fruit tea kind of went out the window by November and I've just stuck to that. So I was like, well, I know that I need to pull this back because having that much sugar in the day in my tea isn't great having the chocolate as well so I decided to cut out the snacking because that was extra sugar and cut out the sugar in my tea so it's not that I'm avoiding all sugars so if there is fruit and I have fruit obviously there's sugar in that Um, if I'm having a meal where you know, something is pre-made, there's likely to be a bit of sugar in that, but we do cook from scratch mostly in this house. So, you know, I'm not avoiding all sugar. I'm just avoiding, you know, the snacks that are kind of pure sugar and having that extra sugar in my tea. Um, What that has also done is reduced my milk intake because I don't like my tea without sugar, or I really don't yeah, I just don't like it as much. So I've been having my fruit tea all morning and then going over to regular tea in the afternoon, maybe one o'clock-ish. And I'm not having as much because it doesn't taste as nice. So I will put off having another cup, which is, it's all, all good for me really, isn't it? So that's reduced my milk and my carbohydrates reduced my gluten to nothing and um, reduced my sugar greatly as well. So that is that is the way I am dealing with my chocolate addiction. Um, if there are any uh, groups out there for chocolate addicts, please let me know. Um, I might need to join them. So number nine, I have four tattoos and each one is special to me. I am a person who never thought they were going to get tattoos, never in a million years. Um, But I got my first one when my daughter was about six. And then I got the other three. Now the, the last one, the fourth one, I wasn't planning on getting, but it's on my foot. And it was for my little sister. So I have three sisters. I have a half sister from my dad. And then there's me, Um, So she's five years older than me. Then there's me. Then there's my little sister, Gemma. And then my mum gave me my half sister, Amy. And so when Amy turned 18 and could have tattoos, my middle sister paid for her tattoo. And the three of us got a matching tattoo. Um, And I absolutely love it. Um, If you don't like feet and you're watching on YouTube, look away now. And I'll pop a picture in so you can see it. So it has our initials in it of each sister. Um, I have mine on my foot, but they have theirs on their leg. So I was just like, I've got to be a bit different, haven't I? I didn't want it on my leg. I wanted it on my foot. So and that was the only difference. But other than that, they look the same. So all my tattoos have a special meaning to me. And so number 10 is I was proposed to once. I proposed once but I've never been married. So this was 
actually both of those proposals were with my um, daughter's dad. Um, so he was 19 when we got together and I was 18. Um, I think it wasn't long after that that we got engaged, about six months or so, that he asked the question. I wasn't happy with how he asked it, so... I did a proposal. I think he actually then asked me again at another point, which is what sparked us putting um, deposits down on things. So it might have been three engagements um, or three proposals, sorry, um, the engagement and then no wedding. Um, But yeah, I am somebody who is a huge, huge advocate for marriage and weddings and obviously love the wedding industry. And I just didn't want to say I do till death to us part to somebody I knew it wasn't going to be until death to us part. Um, So I decided to walk away. And a lot of people think that was brave of me. um, But maybe it was, maybe it was. uh, Knowing how I felt and how I could see the relationship going. It does take a lot to walk away and to break up a family. But in the end, I feel it was best for everybody. And I hope they agree. I've spoken to my daughter about it and she is, she says that she's happy that it was the way it was. So, you know, that's all that really matters to me. So there you go. There are 10 facts about me. Now, let me know in the comments below, is there anything in there that surprised you? Um, is there anything in there that you are also, uh, it's a fact about you? Um, and tell me something about you that not many people know. That is it for this birthday episode of the Wedding Procast UK. I can't believe we're two years old. I am so, so super grateful to everybody who listens. I would love it if you would share the episode and if you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts, I would be so, so grateful. Until next time, see you soon. Bye for now. Don't forget to hit those stars and leave a review of the podcast where you listen if you found value in what you heard today. It's a free way you can help the podcast reach more people just like you.